talking about the things that make your home service business go. Marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. Makes me that much stronger. Makes me work a little bit harder. Makes me that much wiser. Thanks for making me wiser. Welcome back, everyone, to Fight Club. Super glad to have you here this Tuesday morning. Um, you know, as you know, just brief kind of background on all of us here. Um, we are self-employed industry experts, so we're really covering the four areas of marketing, operations, management, and money. So we really touch on all four of these subjects each week. We like to keep it as casual, but still organized and um, an open weekly discussion to really help you start to fight for your business during this time frame. So um, I'm Taylor Maroney. I work for Mr. Pipeline. We are a marketing company and we do Google ads and SEO services. So I really bring the marketing touch to this, but I also have um, a small business myself with my husband. And that's really where I can kind of understand both sides of the spectrum here. A power washing business, right? Yes. Power washing. That is true. <laughs> awesome. Um, my name is Megan Likes and I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online, where I educate and empower small businesses to know their numbers so that they can make better decisions and live more financially rewarding lives. And um, I, I also co-own a window cleaning company. So coming from the window cleaning, gutter cleaning industry. Awesome. And I am Michelle Myers, the co-owner of Pink Collars and the founder with my husband of a brand new association called the Safe Distance Service Association, which we may or may not talk about today. That's it. <laughs> And I'm Martha Woodward, and I am the co-founder of Quality Driven Software, but I also operate a maid service in a neighboring state, and so I help people turn their culture around. Thanks so much, ladies. So you guys have kind of seen a little bit of our background, so... We love to dive right into our individual monologues and really give you guys some awesome tips that I'm sure you saw some teasers on this week. So um, first and foremost, I'll kind of start off and we're talking about Google Ads today and a great new feature Google Ads actually released last week. Um, it's an addition to your call only ads. So call only ads were originally um, implemented back in 2015. And it was a very simple option to give business owners an option to really increase their call volume. So by adding call-only ads, it gives your clients the opportunity just to click on the ad and it immediately dials your business line. So super simple for the consumer, very simple for business owners to integrate into their system. Um, but as far as the new addition, they've actually now given business owners the option to add a website link right to the bottom of that call ad. Um, call only ad, excuse me. So now they're just calling them call ads as I'm stumbling over myself with that because they did a name change there. Um, but the call ads, by adding that website option, it honestly, it just opens up the level of exposure and opportunity for your clients really to have the best customer experience possible. And if you've ever looked into Google, ever looked into their policy changes, it's always about customer experience. And by doing this, it's giving um, all different levels of businesses opportunity to expand that customer experience. So if during this crisis, you're a financial, financial institution 
who is really struggling with, you know, wait times and the ability to get your um, clients, you know, uh, answered on the phone in a timely fashion. By adding this website link, it gives your clients the option to opt into going to the website, to reaching out to you through email, to being able to potentially talk with a live chat agent on your website. So it allows the customer to have a lot better experience and to avoid those wait times just by simply adding that website link into your ad. Now, same for small business owners. You know, a lot of small business owners that I've been in communication with have had a little bit of a struggle transitioning to working from home. You know, maybe they have a landline at their office that their office assistant is working from, or they've, you know, been able to switch over to a more of a, v a VoIP system, a um, VOIP system for their call tracking and call integration, but maybe it's not working seamlessly. So by adding in this website option, it immediately gives your customers a second option to contact you. Now, another bonus is it expands your ad. So it makes it even bigger on the Google um, SERP options. So you're now immediately taking up more real estate you're able to have your business give two different options to have them contact you. And you're actually getting more qualified leads from this. So not only are you getting a larger ad space, getting more exposure, you're getting more qualified leads because you're not getting as many accidental clicks. Because as you know, like I mentioned before, the section on the call tracking, or excuse me, my apologies, the call only ads, is you click anywhere to give that phone call. So when you click on that, that section of the ad, it automatically calls. No matter what, it'll give that option right away. So by adding in that website, it gives you a little bit more real estate to avoid having options of accidental calls and people, you know, not really realizing what they actually clicked on. So as far as how to be able to integrate this, it's super simple. Um, what will happen now in your call only ad section is there'll be an area for your website link. So if you're a, um, I'll use window cleaning for example, if you're a window cleaning company and you have your window cleaning ads running, we do recommend that you go ahead and add in the specific service page that you are looking to have that client land on in that ad there. So I found a really great tutorial for you guys. Um, it's from the search engine journal. They really do great ones every now and then when new, comp, uh, excuse me, new ad um, adjustments come out. So I'll go ahead and drop that in the comments and it, it realistically will only take you about um, five to 10 minutes if you're really familiar with your ads pro program and really familiar with your ads breakdown, you'll be able to really hop in there and only take about five to 10 minutes of your time to make those adjustments today. Sounds cool. I like the sound of that, five to 10 minutes. <laughs> five to 10 minutes. If, if it takes a little bit longer, reach out to me because there may just be a, uh, I don't wanna say it, but potential user error. So, um, <laughs> no, not us. The only thing. <laughs> Are you saying we're not professional Google ad experts? I mean, <laughs> there's, you know, there are qualifications that come into that. You do have to take a couple courses to be able to get some certifications on that, but they do make it super simple for business owners to run on their own if they have the time and the ability to do it. So, um, if you run into a little bit of a bump on the road, uh, feel free to drop a comment on the live feed or, you know, go ahead and submit um, a question to the group and we'll, I'll be able to really go through and help y'all accomplish that. I'm so glad you're here. <laughs> so glad you're here to help us. Uh, we have Anytime. lots of people here too. They're like, uh, Amy says hi, Gloria says hi, 
Gabe says hi. Regina says, don't forget to press the record button because I forgot during our class. Whoops. <laughs> a lot. And Michelle Myers, who's super organized. I got it. We're recording. Don't worry. <laughs> She's so good at this. She's an expert. Systems expert. All systems work. Um, all systems go. All systems go. Um, well, that's awesome. Thanks, Tay. Five to 10 minutes. I can't wait to read the article. Um, Absolutely. My business was fun last week. I hope people did their homework. Uh, I saw several people with their ads uh, in the Facebook group. So, yes, we had a couple of homework. So, I'm excited to see it. Awesome. Uh, oh, and Jack's here too. Okay. So, I think I'm talking about the PVP again. Well, <laughs> I continue to talk about the same thing over and over again, but we get new information every single day. So it's new and relevant today, I think. Um, so I want to talk about if you got the PVP, the cool things that I've been thinking about what to do with it. Um, but first, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that the PVP funded yesterday, not refunded like the money returned, even though that's actually kind of happening right now. Um, but the government put more money into it. So the SBA eTran portal reopened as of yesterday um, to a few glitches. So I've been seeing and reading a lot of like fear and uncertainty on the interwebs today and yesterday. Um, according to PayPal, what and according to small businesses that or banks that I've talked to, um, there are new restrictions because they, they kind of went off to a rocky start yesterday morning. So the site started crashing, applications weren't able to get through. There was one article I read where a small bank had only gotten one application through in like 10 hours. Um, so just off to a really rocky start yesterday. So the SBA got smart and they started limiting the number of applications per institution per hour. So we had seen that there were like crazy numbers of applications, like Wells Fargo was saying like 350,000, uh, Chase was saying 115,000, Bank of America was saying over 200,000 applications wow. that they were going to try and push through this system. Just massive volumes and it all has to run through the same SBA eTran system. So what SBA did, which I think is probably a very equitable thing to do, is they limited the number of applications each institution could send in per hour. So the idea was we were going to trickle this out. So if you talked to me last week, I was going to say that I said, rather, not even I was going to say, I said, I'll own it. I said that I was afraid the money was going to run out in about 72 hours. And I was afraid that if your application hadn't made it through underwriting by the time eTran opened Monday morning, that I wasn't sure where you'd end up. Now I'm saying, I think small banks might win here because they have shorter volumes. And if they have the same number per hour, then potentially they could get all of their apps through while the big banks are still working it through. So I'm not sure where you are in that spectrum, if you've applied or if you've been funded or if you are still on the fence. If you're still on the fence, get off the fence, please. <laughs> it's gonna run out really fast. Um, if you're still on the fence, go talk to a small institution, I think is what I'm recommending this week. Um, I talked to our local bank, the one that I've been working with most closely with my clients here in Davis, at First Northern Bank, shout out, they're amazing. And they said they had a few hiccups in the morning, but they were able to continue processing. So um, yeah, that was kind of the weird yesterday. It was very stressful. Um, today, hopefully less stressful. Um, what I wanted to talk about for my few minutes this week was I've had so many people asking me questions about how can I optimize my PPP? How can I maximize my PPP? How can I like, game it so that I can have as much forgiven as possible. And 
right now, the way it's written, there's so much opportunity. Like if you were to read, and I will drop these in the chat when um, somebody else is talking, if you were to read the SBA guidelines on how forgiveness will be granted as of today, I, I have so many ideas. Like there's so much opportunity for planning. My fear is SBA and Treasury, which we have to watch between the two, are changing it constantly, the rules. So I don't want to say it because it's going to change 20 times over the next eight weeks. So let me just stick to what I know, what I feel really confident about. And then let me share with you how freeing and awesome and celebratory what we know right now is. So what we know right now is if you've been funded for the PPP, if you have money in a bank account from the PPP, the day the money hit your bank account, an eight week window starts, okay? Now there's been a, if you were a Chase customer, I think Chase is wrong, but I, like, I don't know. So Chase says it's the day you sign your documents, not the day the money goes in your bank account. And I have one client where that's an eight day lag. So we're having to do planning both directions because this is a lender led program, which means that your lender is the boss. Your lender gets to say whatever they're going to say because they're the one that's going to stamp your application in eight weeks forgiven. Really care what your lender says, but your lender is waiting for guidance from SBA. So um, I'm going to say, because this is what SBA says, eight weeks starts the day the money goes in your bank account. Okay, so you have eight weeks to spend that money on allowable expenses that would qualify you for forgiveness. And the allowable expenses have not changed from what I've been saying for the past three weeks. They are payroll, they are rent for your business, mortgage interest for your business, utilities for your business. Included in payroll include your state payroll taxes for the employee. Oh, I'm not going to say that. I, we're not sure about payroll taxes. We're not sure about gross versus net. So we're just going to hold off. It was application process, but I don't, I don't know. We're going to hold off on the payroll taxes. I was on an SBA webinar yesterday. First comp would be included. That was news to me. So we'll want to watch your institution and what they say. Um, you know, in like these high risk industries like roofing or window cleaning um, or gutter cleaning that if workers comp were included, that's, that's a huge dollar amount for us. Um, your health insurance premiums for your staff, those are included. So, so if we start with that number, I'm hoping that you have some expenses there that are qualified. So my recommendation is still, the money you got from PPP goes into a separate bank account, separate one, not your normal one, a new one that says PPP money, and you change all of your payroll to come out of that new bank account. That is still my recommendation. And you only have come out of that bank account, payroll related expenses and your rent and utilities. So when we did this for our window cleaning business, <laughs> it was the craziest thing. So now I, we use profit first in our business. So we have all of our income come in. We do our distributions weekly into all of our accounts. We are not distributing into our payroll account. We are just distributing as usual into OPEX, tax, comp profit, right? That's, that's the accounts that we distribute into. Well, usually payroll comes out of OPEX, but because I have this new PPP account, payroll doesn't come out of OPEX anymore. And I know payroll taxes are kind of unsure. Our <coughs> payroll processing program, our payroll taxes and our payroll have to be paid from the same account. So payroll taxes aren't coming out of this OPEX account anymore either. Then our health insurance premiums for our staff isn't coming out of this OPEX account anymore either. So the first week we saw, you know, five figures of extra discretionary cash. 
And my mind just like blew. I was like, holy cow, what are we supposed to do with this money? And then I remembered, oh, we're supposed to put it to work. We're supposed to rehire our staff and use them to help us with our business so that we can continue to contribute to our community and our economy. So my brain started going and I started doing a lot of numbers and our cost of payroll is 40% for us, just about. So the, all the things that are forgivable are 40%. So if you flip the math from how can I maximize the amount of forgiveness here and you start thinking, how can I put this to work for me? The more income I'm able to generate over the next eight weeks, the more, the bigger that 40% number is and it's all forgiven. So I, I know if you're closed, it's a really hard exercise to do. So, so if you're closed, when you're able to reopen, we're seeing a lot of things that there are states that are reopening on Friday. Um, it's a whole nother headache with our window cleaning business. We're not going to get into that today, but it's been exhausting how to keep everybody safe and do it. But if you, if you are able to reopen, then think about how you can work on recruiting and hiring and employing as many people with this free money as possible so that you can leverage it to make more income. Because the more you make, the more you're going to get to keep and you're able to reinvest in your business. So that is, that is what I want to share with you today. Uh, don't, let's not, like, we could absolutely do what everybody's wanting to do. We could say, how are we going to optimize this for the owners? How are we going to pay ourselves out more? And I think that if you aren't able to spend it by towards the end of the eight week period, we can talk through those strategies. Like, let's do our last ditch effort of trying to maximize forgiveness. But for now, you should be hiring. You should be recruiting. And you should be thinking about new positions in your company been wanting to fill for a long time because now you have an eight-week reason to fill. So we, we're hiring a marketing person in-house, an employee. We've never had one before, but that's something that we have wanted and would generate more income to come. And maybe it's just a project base. Maybe it's just two months, but maybe not. Maybe this is the and great because at the end of these two months, I'm going to be sitting on a whole lot of cash that I didn't have to spend on 40% of my expenses. So it was a mindset shift for me. I hope that that's for you. I want you to think about how you can put the money to work for you and your business in a really good way. And, um, and I, I wish you luck. You can do it. And we're here to help. <laughs> I think that's more than five minutes. I'm that's sorry. Good. No, it's great. That's such good stuff because okay. I know, I know I texted you a couple of times. I had some questions. So I think everybody feels like it's an unknown factor right now. And we all just want to do the right thing because we want to make sure we're utilizing the money strategically. And I love it. So you could talk about PPP and what to do all day because I think it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, so. I agree. I think it's uh, probably out of all the topics, the number one, yeah. how do I deal with this? Because, I mean, it's new to you. It's for sure new to the rest of us. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, a small plug in our membership program tonight, we're break-even analysis. So if you're in my membership program, we're talking about finding your break-even point. Um, that will help you understand like how many do we hire and how much does each team actually produce for income. Yeah. That's awesome. I will be there. I can't wait. Um, I want to follow up. We talked last week when we did my segment about um, trainual and we got a lot of good feedback. So we're going to be putting together um, a, a webinar and I'll share that link out as soon as we get something together. I know I talked to Jeff, Megan's husband this week about trainual and what yeah, happened? Like, whole, tell me. 
he almost has a whole training program. Thank wow. you to you two wow. beautiful women. Like I love it. It has been 18 months of me. Every time I see Martha, I complain about this. I have withheld <laughs> Jeff's marketing budget for two years. And um, now we're having a marketing person because Michelle spends 15 minutes on the phone with Jeff and suddenly, like we have modules. I think we have like, I don't know, five modules, each with like 20 oh, topics or something. It's he was so writing quizzes. Thank you. Thank you. That's thank great. You. That's awesome. So, so was it just not having a system that held him back? Because I never understood yeah. where I, he was stuck. Well, apparently we just need to have him talk to Michelle more, right? I mean, I, I, <laughs> I've never I understood it. either. It's been like a mental block and then suddenly yeah. you give him an app. Maybe he's a true yeah. millennial, right? You give him an app and he's like, yeah. this is so fun. I'm going to just put as much into it as I can. Yeah. Well, whatever works. Whatever yeah. works. Whatever works. Whatever works. And so, you know, when we talked about training last week, I thought, you know, we kind of put the cart before the horse a little bit because I think we should have been talking maybe a little bit more about hiring. And so I wanted to share a tool that we use here at Pink Collars. Um, to kind of manage all of the incoming traffic of hiring and being able to stack your bench quickly. I know that a lot of other vendors talk about that, stacking your bench, making sure you have enough people ready to hire, um, that you're communicating with those people and keeping them sort of in an ecosystem where you can do that is very helpful during this time. Um, so Bamboo HR is a platform that we use every day. In fact, Doug is kind of the general of Bamboo HR because he does all of our hiring. Um, we learn. Well, we all know Michelle's not allowed to hire anyone. Not allowed to hire anymore. Their first rule of marriage. <laughs> yes. <knows? laughs> first rule of Fight Club marriage. No, you're not allowed to hire everybody because I was hiring people that were quick starts, a lot like me, and you know, big picture thinkers, and we needed people that were really a lot more like Doug, and so a really a lot more, you know, fact finder follow through people that really closed the gap on getting the information to our business owners. So, um, but Bamboo HR has helped us all as a company because it's collaborative. So as you put together one of your massively awesome ads, like Martha talked about last week, and you identify the person that you want, you can put different benchmarks in Bamboo HR so you can track that person as they go through your process. Um, the coolest thing I think about Bamboo HR that I absolutely love is that you get to send an automated response to every single applicant. So we make this response very personal. We say thank you, we put Doug's name, Doug's title, his picture, any information about who he is, you know, thank you for applying, we're super glad you're here. We add a little video in that thank you note um, to talk about our company and what our culture is. It was an interview I did with another, um, a coach member friend of mine, Elena Ledoux, got me on camera and said, talk to me about your business. Tell me what it's like to work for you. And so she kind of interviewed me. Um, and so we post that video as part of the thank you um, email that goes out, the automated email. We then get to put them through the process of the review. And I think probably the most important thing we've ever done in our business is do that toll-free number. I know we talked about that a little bit last week. Asking an applicant to call in and leave a one-minute audio message on why they should be part of your team, it's a game changer. We flow that email into Slack and our entire team, all of our team leads and Doug are in that channel. They can give a thumbs up, a thumbs down, a yes, a maybe. They can kind of interact on that person just based on the audio that they hear. And then that gets them to the next level. So I love the fact that there's some sort of 
benchmarks along the way um, and statuses that you can hand, you know, kind of handle as an applicant is coming through your process. Um, so there are different sort of statuses. Like I said, um, we assign them to either incoming, so they've gotten the automatic reply, to reviewed and a call-in reminder. If they haven't called into our hiring line, we send them one more chance. We would like to just remind them one more time that that's part of the process. Um, then after they send in the call and, the, and we like them and they move to the next step, we have an email template that says, let's test your speed, let's get a Zoom invite, let's meet in person. And I know a lot of people in this time have to do all of their interviews remotely. So having all those wayfinding methods and all of those sort of statuses already set up in a platform makes your interaction with those those applicants a breeze because everything's already set up for you. Um, the statuses you can absolutely customize. Let me just go back to that. So you can name them whatever you want in your process. So they don't come kind of like all tidied up for you within the software. You really get to customize them um, with your language, your images, your, your videos, and all of that good stuff. Um, the next status is interview completed. And so typically we um, record the interview, we post the interview on a Trello board, and then our team gets to review the interview as well as the audio. So now they've heard them and now they get to see them. Um, and then we've really started in this last, I don't know, week or two, letting the team leads, if they want to do a second interview, letting them do that final interview and, and hiring. And because Bamboo's all open source and we can see exactly what the process and the notes are and where that person is, we can watch them kind of march through our process and our team gets to be fully involved. And I cannot tell you how important that last step has been. I think that's new for us. Doug and I were always kind of like, well, we do the hiring and we know what's the best. And that's wrong. I think the team has made some incredibly powerful decisions in this last couple of weeks about people that we've hired. Um, so after the interview is complete, they go into one of two different statuses. They either go into ready to hire or on hold. And we remind that person if they're on hold that they've gone through the process. We absolutely love them. We want them to work with us, um, but we're just not hiring for either that time zone or for that area of the country or for that particular position at this time, but that we will be in touch with them. Um, and then we go back into Slack and set a reminder for ourselves, you know, two weeks out, three weeks out, four weeks out, to go back and just touch all those on hold people. Um, Bamboo makes it beautiful because I can literally check everybody that's on hold and send them a personal note that automatically fills out their name, says, I just wanted to touch base again, let you know we're still holding on your position, but you're still in the running. Please let us know if you've accepted a position between the time we talked last and now um, so that we know exactly how to move forward with you. And then last but not least, it lets you fill out the entire offer letter and it automatically plugs in their pay rate, the time they get paid, their team lead, their first day tasks. I mean, I cannot tell you how easy it makes it to, again, stack that bench and get things together. So um, collaboration, notes, email templates, um, applicant folders are all together. So that's pretty much hiring in a, in a nutshell. Um, I can talk maybe next week about what it's like to be an employee in Bamboo HR and all the documents that we do as an employee once you're in the, the ecosystem. Um, but in terms of stacking the bench and getting ready for when it's time to hire, 
working collaboratively and keeping all that information back and forth really in a concise way. Um, Bamboo really just kicks backside in this, in this way. <laughs> so um, it's been worth every penny we've spent on it. It's between six and $10 per person that's an employee. So applicants are free. You can have as many applicants as possible. In fact, I have like four um, applications running right now and I have about 2,500 people within Bamboo and I'm not being charged for those applicants. So um, it's just really cool that they only charge you once they become an employee. So that's really how you get charged. So um, Bamboo HR, I will put a link in the notes today um, to try a free trial. We are in the process of becoming a referral partner with them. So I have my final interview. They are interviewing me as a business, which I think is really cool. Um, they don't just let anybody be a referring partner. So I have that final interview in the next few days and I'll keep people posted. If we do have a referral link that's a discounted link, I'll make sure to post that as well. But the regular link will be there today. But Bamboo HR, awesome, awesome, awesome for hiring. So that's it. That's my tip for the week. <laughs> so organized. Can I see please? Oh my yeah. God. <laughs> I know. I was sitting here thinking, you know, <laughs> as uh, as quality driven grows, I I want to hire you to like set up all my systems. It's, I'm telling thank you, thank you. Thank you. Oh my God, last Jeff has two. Jeff's at an interview, or he just finished an interview like five minutes ago. He had two interviews this morning, and last night I get home from the garden, and he's yeah. got like stacks of paper over the of entire. He's assembling his like pre-hire packets and his hire yeah. packets. Oh my God, Michelle, we need you in our life. <laughs> no, I mean, when, yeah, we, when we talk next week, I'll go through all the pre-hiring tasks. I mean, you assign tasks to the person before they show up on their first day and they'll come in with everything completed and done. Like it's shocking. They walk in the virtual door and they're ready to go. I mean, they're ready to learn. They're ready to train. All of that paperwork and heartache is already done. So we'll talk about that next week. Um, I'd love to know in the chat if anybody's hiring. Like, I think we're going to see a lot of hiring happening. Yes. So I think it's super timely, Michelle. So yeah, I know uh, we are. I know it's we're awesome. hiring four to six. Hey, I don't know if you guys, Martha, I don't know if anybody else is hiring, but yeah, Michelle, yeah. it sounds like you're hiring. We are. We are. Absolutely. I am always looking, you know, yeah. for me, I, I have a mentality that we're, we're pretty picky. And so if I find the right person, I'll bust my butt to get the jobs. Yeah. It's really getting that right person and being super picky on that end. Yeah. Um, but I will tell you, Michelle, if you're new at the whole bringing the team in to make that final decision, sure. one of the things that you'll find, uh, or you may find, I found initially, is that when they don't choose the way you would or they that decision turns awry down sure. the road sure then it, you know we all know there's a lot of money involved in bringing somebody in and doing the training and then it doesn't work out absolutely but i had to really step back and realize how many times had i done that when I was responsible for the whole decision, yeah, and so I had to step back and be like, okay, no, you know, these are all learning lessons. 
Yeah. And um, because you have that interview recorded, I don't mm -hmm. know if you've heard me say this before, but when it doesn't go well, yep. go yep. back to that recorded interview and see if there's anything that in hindsight you should have picked up from, you know, yeah. picked up on that because when you do watch it in hindsight and you now know their personality and their traits mm -hmm. you're and then you watch that you're like oh yeah mm -hmm. there it was it was right there yeah it and was right there know, I, yep i feel like you <laughs> that helps you in future interviews because you're a little more in tune with that pause yeah or that I mean, I swear we have to be the, you know, like whoever they, whatever the name is for those jury analysts where they are, you know, deciding who should be on the jury and by like all of their body language and this and that. I swear we have to be that as I know. Uh, interviewing. <laughs> yep. So, but that's super exciting. And I, I think that's super smart to have the, team who is going to supervise the people making yeah. that final decision yeah so if it doesn't go well it's like you know yeah. you still support them but of it's course. like yeah. it's not them thinking that well they had nothing to do with this yeah and i want people to be invested in the success of their team and so if they bring in a new team member again it's not you know, six of us looking at one interviewee, it's really, you know, once we've identified that they're a good fit for our company, then we determine where in the time zone in the country they're going to go. And then I reach out to that team lead. And I think that that investment in that person becomes even more important from the very beginning, because now they know they were the ones that really made that final decision. And I, I like that. I want people to feel, you know, invested and care even more. Just one more step in embedded into that care, I think just really helps everybody. So that's been a really great new thing we've done. That's super cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. Well, I guess I'll talk about what my subject was today, which is um, kind of what to do if you have a team member that is saying, I'm afraid, whether they're currently working or you're calling people back. And um, I've seen the reason that I'm talking about this today, I've seen it in the groups and, you know, I'm going to put this out here. I am not a labor law attorney, so I'm not giving legal advice, but I will tell you some things I've seen and I feel like it's going to create problems within the team. So for example, if you have people who let's say you're calling them back and you have some people who are saying, I'm not ready to come back. I'm afraid. I mean, they could truly be afraid and, you know, I feel for them, but here's the thing. If you're calling everyone back and you're saying we have enough work for, to pull everyone back, because of the extra money involved. If the extra money wasn't involved, it wouldn't be such a big deal. But we all know that they're making more staying home than if they were working. And so because of that extra money, 
there may be, you know, that may factor into people feeling afraid to come back. And I'm not saying people are lying. I'm just saying that could be a factor. And it, I mean, I get it. It's an extra six hundred dollars yeah. uh, a week. But if you decide, all right, well, you're, you know, these people are saying they're afraid. So the ones that didn't speak up, you have to come back to work and make less than your coworkers who are staying home. Mm -hmm. That can create some problems. And so what I would suggest is if you're not bringing everyone back, then basically draw names. And you got to do it in a very transparent way. I mean, you can't like be behind closed doors and come out and go, okay, these people are coming to work. I mean, I literally, if I was faced with that decision, I probably would put their names in a jar. And I'm being very transparent. Like I wouldn't even have any names in the jar. I would, as I'm putting them in, show that I have one of everybody. Mm -hmm. um, and then I'd have somebody drop, you know, on live camera. Um, so You're that drafting your staff. what's that? You're drafting your staff. Draft. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a staff draft. I love it. Yeah. I, and, I thought you would say bring your A players back, but no, keep going. I'm so impressed. Well, the thing is, I mean, honestly, what if your A players want to stay home and get $600, you know? Um, <laughs> I mean, well, and the thing is, I wouldn't consider them not to be my A players because they want that because listen, finances are tight and money talks and I get it. And many of them have kids that are home, yeah. you know, from school. So all that doesn't make them a bad person. In my book, it does not make them a bad person because they want to stay home. But the facts are the facts. You've got a business to run. And so if you're not calling everybody back, I would really do the full transparency thing. And like you said, Megan, it's like a draft, you know? Um, and then if you are already working and you have somebody saying that, then um, now for me, what I told the couple of people who mentioned that, I said, you absolutely can choose to stay home. I get it, you know, you can, you can stay home if you do not feel safe. However, I will notify unemployment that I'm calling everybody back to work. So your pay will stop, but I will not give your job away. I will not, you know, fire you because you chose to stay home a little longer. Um, now, a lot of times then that means that they're going to come to work because they can't afford to stay home without money, but I always need to give them a choice. You know, I mean, especially this is, you know, this is uncharted territory. And I, I think I mentioned this on the, you know, one of the very first calls, how I feel about what's going on is not what every one of my employees feels. And so 
I can't say, oh, they're just making it up or they're being mm -hmm. ridiculous or they're, their feelings are their feelings. And I need to give them fair options. You know, when everything's opened up and there are no more precautions going around or whatever our new normal is, then no, the choice is not to just stay home. But right now, yes. So I would urge you to be very fair about your process because these are your employees for the long haul. And um, now scaling down and maybe getting rid of those employees you won't, don't want to keep, that's a whole nother issue. But as far as calling people back to work and listening to the I'm afraid dialogue that comes out, you've got to be very transparent and fair to everyone across the board, especially because of that extra $600. So yeah. are you talk are you talking to them about safety? Are you talking to them about like all the learning you've been doing over the past since you've been closed or are you finding that? Yeah, I mean, um so we're solos and for those of you who don't know, I have a maid service. Um in Oklahoma. So six hundred dollars goes a long ways in Oklahoma, right? <laughs> yes, it does. That's true. Yeah, not, yeah it's not Washington State or California, I mean, ours is probably double in the financial index compared to you guys. But, uh, but yes, so we actually already operated pretty optimally for this situation. So we have an office, but we, you know, my my culture is different um i am very much about i am very much about if you want to go straight from the house absolutely go straight from the house to the job now they have to be with us a certain length of time before we give them that luxury um but yeah so right now the all of the staff are going straight from their home to the first job we operate as solos, meaning that normally they're not working with anybody else. Our clients know to keep that at least six foot distance. And for the most part, they're going to stay in a different part of the home than the employee is working. Um, if we have to work in teams, like we have a deep clean later today, everybody drives their own car. Yes, that does add to the expense, but it is what it is. And if you have PPP, then, you know, you can write that off, but uh, it is what it is. And mm. they go separately, they enter separately, um, they work in different rooms. So, and of course we wear all the PPP, PPE, not PPP. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And you know, they've been instructed in what they're supposed to do. We've instructed our clients that, you know, if they have any type of sickness or this or that right now, we're just gonna be on the cautious side. So I think Jackie has a question for you. She says, Do you do we know if employees can collect unemployment if brought back part-time, or do we know how much they make if they come back and still receive partial unemployment? 
I, I do not know the answer to that. Um, I have not seen in my state where I can do partial. I, I may be able to, but I haven't seen where I can do partial. And I haven't investigated that. I have a feeling every state is a little bit different. Mm. Um, and uh, it, it tends to always be with unemployment and employee related things. So I would say, I would say you're going to have to call your local chapter, which sounds horrible because <laughs> they're bombarded. And well, so 27 unemployed, 27 million unemployed people in the United States, right? I feel like I unemployment a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I know. It is crazy. It is crazy. You know, and as far as unemployment, almost everyone when we shut down, we shut down for four weeks. When we shut down, um, pretty much all of my employees got it within a week, but then except for one and she actually has not, she still doesn't have it, but she has a different, um, there's other factors, you know, has worked in one state for a while and another state for a while. And anyway, but, yeah, they were pretty fast. I saw somebody post in some group that in their state, just regular situation that it had been weeks, like three plus weeks, and they still hadn't received their unemployment, which is horrible. Um, California had huge, California's had huge delays. Oh. Uh, huge yeah. delays. But we, I mean, we have, I think, a lot more claims. Us in New York, I think, are the highest in terms of volume of claims. And we have partial unemployment, but our process in California is manual. So it's something that we've used in the past, like in a slow month with our staff. But, you know, we have to report every week by every employee. And then our state has to take that information manually, too. So um, partial unemployment is an option. Be really careful with your PPP because you can't drop their hours and you can't cut their pay. So if you're playing this game, which I've heard some people are playing partial unemployment, because if they get partial unemployment, they can still get the federal $600. So people are trying to help their employees out so that they can like be incentivized to come to work, but still optimize the federal benefits. Um, but really watch that uh, PPP threshold because it's a delicate game. It's going to be a really fine line. And personally, we've just decided we'd rather, we'd rather share that. I mean, we've doubled our bonus programs. Um, and we, and we're, we have been wanting to give raises, so we're being careful about the raises because you're gonna have to pay them when the PPP ends, but, um, yeah, that's how we're choosing to spend our PPP money. Yeah. It's so bright. Sorry. It's Any still dark in California when these ladies want to meet, so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any other questions that anybody sees? I think I'll pop in. I think I saw one in Quality Driven Group. Okay. Um, I think Jackie says she's afraid that she won't have enough clients to come back in May to keep her staff at full time, um, but would love to bring them back part time if she can. And she's still hoping she's going to get the PPP. And I think somebody had a question for Michelle. Uh, Jarrell said, uh, no, Denise said, Bamboo HR, how does it work with Gusto? Bamboo HR does flow with Gusto. Um, so you put all, you have the um, new employee on board and put all of their information in Bamboo. 
and then it is an integration into Gusto. So it moves all of that in information over into Gusto. Um, and then you have the employee go in and put their banking details and all their more financial, um, more personal details in Gusto at that end. But it does have a, a wayfinding between the two applications. So it, it is an integration, so it works well. Uh, Julie and Donna want to do your webinar on Trainual, so we'll okay. be sure to post that in the group awesome. when we have the link. Yes, uh, I think we're we just, will. We have a D. I think we are going to do it next Thursday, I believe. Yeah, and I have the Zoom link already, so yeah, I'll just we'll post, post that Zoom link in uh, Fight Club. Yep. Um, I had a question for Michelle. How did you yeah. know that you always hire Quick Starts? Um, based on the fact that I engaged with them in the interview process and I found a lot of common sort of emotional contact and I was like, oh, they're super fun and they're bubbly and they're this and they're that. Um, and what we found was that they needed to be a lot more like Doug, a lot more like fact finder, follow through people that did a lot of research um, and people that were good on their own to complete tasks. Um, we just had a parent teacher conference with my daughter's teacher yesterday and my daughter apparently is exactly like me. So she starts a lot of cool stuff and then she's having trouble like finishing in a couple of her classes. So Doug actually made this beautiful chart for her to help her keep on track and I'm very similar. Like I have to have um, some more strategies in place to make sure that I complete things. And I was finding I just, that I was hiring myself essentially, because I loved that person. I was like, oh, these people are fun. This is going to be great. Um, and they were great and personable and wonderful customer service. But that final little finishing things just wasn't quite there. So that's how I found out trial and error. <laughs> so just thinking if you've never seen one of Michelle's Trello boards, you'll know that she has grown up real life charts to keep her on task. 100% true. It's 100% true. <laughs> we, I tell you what, though, we're not making fun. We're envious. We're like, oh, thank oh, you. Man. To be uh, so well, I, Do we have homework or do we have questions? Like, I think we've made it through most of the questions. Do we want to go around and give our homework? Oh. Yeah, maybe. I Jay, think you want to do it? Yep, I'm ready. So um, I went ahead and already dropped the um, the search engine journal document, or I should say a link in the comments here. So it really gives okay. a great tutorial on how to go through and um, adjust your call ads. So what I'll do is I'll make myself available. I'll um, get together a calendar link so that way you guys can be able to reach out to me via homework, um, which is just adjusting, just adjust one ad. Don't overwhelm yourself, you know, just take that five to 10 minutes today or tomorrow to go through and adjust that ad based upon the tutorial that I did drop um, in the comments here. And I'll also go ahead and add that to the homework. Um, but I will make myself available as well for the rest of the week. Um, again, for about, you know, 15, 20 minutes, if you do need some help and be able to adjust your single ad campaign to generate more of that web traffic plus the um, more qualified leads that we're looking for on the ads campaign. Awesome. Yeah, I, awesome. I don't even know if we have ads campaigns, so maybe I'll have to start there. But I, I definitely want to steal some time with you. This has been so cool. You guys are helping my business so yeah. much. Like Jeff Life Sonos is just, it's only been a couple of weeks and 
it's amazing the pivots Jeff's now talking about a slack channel and uh you know we the market it's so exciting so thank you all um for me my homework is I would like you to I'm going to assume that everybody has applied for the PPP at this point if it makes sense for your business um and I'm also going to assume that hopefully you're going to get funded this week if you haven't been funded yet I mean I know that's a huge hope but I'm feeling really hopeful really like positive and optimistic about this um, so my homework is related towards the PPP I would like you whether you've been funded or not to do some quick math on what does that look like for your business if you don't have to pay payroll for the next eight weeks I want you to start thinking that through how much if you're reopening how much income are you anticipating and what would for us what we realize is like we should be scaling because at every crew that we add every team member that we add we add this much income and so i want you to start doing that math and i think it will really motivate you to get organized and to get some job listings out there we did not see that many martha job listings i really want to see your job listings i know <laughs> We're I really want to see them. Like, I want to see what everybody's doing out there. Um, so, yeah, so my homework is I want you to start writing some plans. And we use our, you've seen it, we use our whiteboard. I mean, Jeff came in the room last night. He didn't do his whiteboard on Sunday. Wait, what these, yeah, he did it on Monday this week. And his eyes were like this big. And he's like, do you know what just happened this week? And I was like, it's cool, huh? It's super cool. And he's like, I've never seen anything like it. And I was like, I know, it's super cool. So I want you to be Jeff. I want the big eyes. I want you to see what those numbers look like. Because um, we need to move fast. Like hiring needs to happen fast. Training needs to happen fast. Because um, your clock starts ticking when that money hits your bank account. Yeah. And for homework for my systems folks, I'm going to put the link to Bamboo HR. I want you to do some research on it, see if it fits for your business. Remember, it can be for businesses of any size. You pay by the employee, so you don't pay by the applicant. That's really important to know. It does integrate with a ton of cool things. It integrates with Gusto. It integrates with WriteSign, which is a legal sign signing application, meaning you can send documents back and forth, and those signatures are legal and upheld in a court of law. So that's a really good way for you to track um, information back and forth to your employees, which I will go over next week. So I'll put the link up to Bamboo HR. Just check it out this week and see if it's a good fit for you. And I will also participate by putting my ad in um, the chat because I know that our ad is kind of fun. So I would love to hear Martha's feedback on it. I've never had her look at it. So I'll be interested to see what our ad looks and feels like on, from her perspective. So that's your homework for this week. <laughs> All right. And then my homework is really just to look at your process. If you are allowing some of your people to stay home, it might be a little too late to do my homework. But um, if you are allowing some of your people to stay home, how transparent was that process? How fair was that process? And before it's too late, really look at were you fair to everyone? Um, your best people, are they feeling good about the way that you made those decisions? Or does it feel like a little bit of a punishment to them because you called them back and you left certain people at home? And I get it, 
but that is not necessarily what's running through their mind. They're not necessarily thinking, oh, wow, I'm so valuable. I get to make $600 less by coming in, you know, <laughs> it's, uh, it, you know, really just think of all the factors. And I guess my homework to you would be, if you have questions about it, then just pop a message to me. I get a lot of messages though. So be patient um, <laughs> or post in the group if you're comfortable with that, because truly your question and my answer will probably answer it for a few people. So anyway, but yeah, just look at your process, make sure you're being fair. Love it. Oh, you're muted, Megan. You muted yourself. Megan. <laughs> oh, Michelle, you need to tell yeah. about your... Oh, about SDSA. Oh, that's yeah. right. I forgot. Um, I, in my spare time this past couple of weeks, <laughs> which none of us really have, I don't know. I know that Megan and I have talked about it and I'm sure you all feel the same. I feel like as business owners, I have worked harder in the last four to six weeks than I have in my business ever. I've worked harder just to keep people engaged, keep people positive, keep people happy, keep people motivated and moving forward and not afraid. Um, and so in, in looking at this whole process, I really leaned into over communicating to my staff and really talking to them about what was happening in the business and how things were going. And I heard from a lot of our clients that they were over communicating to their customers in the, out in the field. Um, and it kind of spurned this idea in my mind and in Doug's mind about how can field service or home service companies self-identify or delineate that they are using safe distance practices. We all saw all those thousands of emails that went out that said, we're going to wash our hands and we're going to go to, to job sites in different cars and we're going to use these best practices in our business. And I thought, wow, we're all kind of doing the same thing. But the companies that are really leaning into technology by having online reviews or online quoting or online payments or anything that is, you know, contact free or safe distance, they should really be able to market themselves to differentiate themselves from their competitor in their area. And so the Safe Distance Service Association was born. The uh, website is S is in Sam, D is in David, S is in Sam, A is in Apple.co. You can join as a member for free if you're a home service business. There's a nice gold button right there in the middle of the first screen on the first page. You click down and talk about all the software platforms you use, all the integrations you might work with, and what sort of services you use. And you can have a copy of the logo for your website or Facebook page. And again, it just gives you another way to market to your customers to give them that comfort level that you're using safe distance practices in your business. So check it out, sdsa.co, and we will be sharing more, I'm sure, in other venues, but it's a really cool idea. We've gotten a lot of interest and in. I think it's going to be really fun. And a lot of the ladies here, in fact, all of you um, are supporting company members. So that's really cool too. So that's the SDSA. <laughs> I dropped the link in the chat. The website awesome. is beautiful. Uh, shout out to Michelle and to Riley, who I think yeah. is having a webinar with Martha on Thursday. Riley's going to talk about websites. Yeah, I was just thinking Riley yeah. built that website and, uh, and it, it's fairly streamlined because you didn't need a big elaborate website but for those of you who don't know Riley he's 18 or something but kind of a child prodigy type 
person and uh he does excellent work yeah very professional very and uh he's gonna do a webinar in the quality driven group later this week yeah and so and he's probably still fairly affordable compared to some other options uh one of these days he'll be right up there with the big guy <laughs> Yes, he's done several projects for me and for Michelle, and he's just yep. great. But this yes. website is beautiful. Great yes. job. I can't believe you did that in your spare time. Hey. And if you sign up for free as a business, you get your name on the map. So mm -hmm. as people start going to this website looking for safe distance services and service mm -hmm. businesses, it's so cool. Like, it's really cool. And really? my husband, Jeff, he loves to see his name everywhere. So he's like, look, I'm on the map. Look, I put California and there's my name. Yay. <laughs> oh, super, super fun. It's great. Thank you. The link. So yeah. that's all. Yeah. For yeah. SEO purposes. Yep. Very essential. Right, Tay? Yes, right. it's yeah. very essential for SEO purposes. Another directory that you can attach to your business and link from. So by all means, if you have all the qualifications, I can't stress enough to sign up for it. Yeah. And it's free. <laughs> That's even better. Even better. Okay. Uh, another link is our group. So uh, we're, we assign homework. We uh, will help hold you accountable. We uh, we are here for you. We want to help you fight for your business because yeah. it's hard and you're not alone. And we're going to do it together. So I just dropped the link to the group in the chat. Um, join us. And it's Fight Club. It is. It's Fight Club. So let's end with the quote of the week. What do you say? Yeah. Right. So the quote of the week um, is, it's only after we've lost everything that we're free to do anything. And I know that there have been a lot of losses. I know all of us in this group have had some loss, um, whether it be personal or professional. And so we can all really, you know, align ourselves with that. And I really do feel that there's a lot of freedom in this time. And so use this time to experience that freedom if you can in your business and in your personal life, because it's a really cool way for us to, to make this a positive time in our lives if we at, at all can. That's it. <laughs> all right. Another great live. Yay. Thanks, ladies. All right. Hey, we'll see you next so week. Next week. Group. Yep. Yeah. And see you in the group, uh, 10 a.m. Eastern time on Tuesdays. Yeah. And join us in the group. We'd love to see you. Thanks, everybody. Have All a great right. day. Bye. Bye. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club for, as in the number four, business. Fight Club for Business.